0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, tuck it all, things financial, money invested, and more. Big day on Wall Street, big up day on Wall Street, capping, I'm not going to say it's capping... Just extending an amazing turnaround from stock market correction, stock market bear market, uh oh, to, well, that didn't last long. Um, We're running. Now, again, there will be bad days. This is a great time to do a tune up on your portfolio. If there was anything that smelt bad two months ago, get rid of it now because it probably smells a lot better. Um, Stocks jump as the U.S. adds 2.5 million jobs in May. Uh, A big number, a shocking number. Wait, did he just say we added jobs? It's really more people going back to work who were temporarily laid off. And the unemployment rate is still an embarrassing 13.7%. But we probably didn't think we were going to get to 13.7% until after we hit 20%. So, we'll see. I feel like there were still a lot of uh, first-time unemployment claims that have kind of played out through the economy in the last couple of months. Hey, Someone just walked in. Oh, the joys of not being in an office space. Uh, U.S. economy unexpectedly adds 2.5 million payrolls. Unemployment rate drops to 13.3 percent. 13.3, I said incorrectly, 13.7 percent. Uh, still a very high number, but way better than last month's 14.7 and the expected 19 percent unemployment. Average hourly work, average hourly earnings, 6.7 percent up versus 8.5 percent expected. So, it's a lot of the lower-end jobs that have come back. I know you're saying, move on, move on. I know, I know. Um, At one point in time, is that right? Apple set a new all-time high? Okay. So, I just saw that stat slide across. It's pulled off, but that's how excited we were this morning. I own shares of Apple. Ford's up 10% today. Ford's one of those stocks that... It's interesting. They sell a lot of cars, but they're very unionized. I am not going to get into a political discussion on pros and cons of unions. I will say that the profitability of a company with a union like Ford versus the profitability of a company like Tesla without a union, it makes me feel feel more comfortable investing in a company without pensions because I'm going to be honest with you. One of the things that's gonna come out of COVID nineteen and the epidemic, pandemic, was states spent a ton of money. And some of your friends are police officers, teachers and um DMV workers and you know, arborists for the state of California and park rangers. They're gonna say, What about my pension? How 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 did that hold up? And pensions are gonna be under under pressure. I'm not saying they're going to fail, but times like these are not good for pensions. Ballooning deficits are not good for pensions and security of pensions. American Airlines up 30% today. There is an increased optimism. Vegas opened up. Now, Vegas, the you know, statistics are saying it's going to be 2023 before people are having unadulterated activities like, that are caught on camera. Like, whoa. Vegas is back kind of thing. Um, but they're open. And last night, I, I was watching people check into hotels in Vegas and watching what you know casino tables look like in Vegas. And it's not sexy and fun. It's not the Vegas that's on the TV commercials. So it looks like kind of a Vegas on a cancer ward where everyone's like, no, it, there is some unadulterated stuff. Like, there is some crowding. So we're getting a lot of mixed messages on what things should look like and what they're looking like. It's um, not as sterile as you'd imagine. Healthcare sector consumer staples um, are underperformers today. Outperformers are energy. When you, when you have people working, they consume energy. When you have people working, they're driving to work. When you have people working, they're probably doing something like making things. And then they go home and they want things that are made for them, and that's energy. Financials doing very, very well in industrials. All 11 sectors are in the green today. Nothing's not working. I hate days like this. You can basically close your eyes and throw a dart and do okay. I'm not suggesting that as a theory. Wow, the Dow's up 878. I wondered. We started up 700, then we were up 600. And uh, getting a little bit of strength going. Again, the value is doing well. Some of the companies that were left for dead, internet roadkill. That's so funny. I used to call the stocks in 2000, 2002, internet roadkill that were all like just getting trashed. Uh, The internet stocks, because we love the internet stocks in 96, 97, 98, 99, start of 2000, and then we trashed them 2000, 2001, 2002. And sometimes I'd refer to like, oh, pets.com, that's internet roadkill. And to be cute, I'd go, oh, that's internet superhighway roadkill. Um, and that doesn't even sound, that sounds dated now. Internet super highway or super internet highway. Like, doesn't that sound weird? And that was a term. Shocking jobs report is the story of the day. Leisure and hospitality, leisure and hospitality, hospitality. Speak English, Rob. Leisure and hospitality, um, drove jobs numbers higher. That's nice. Now, some of this is going to be odd. Um, I think we all know restaurants were gone for two weeks. And then some of them started figuring out curbside and carry out and delivery. Those are the jobs that probably came back the most. I have not looked at the data, it just came out this morning. Um, the May jobs numbers show an unexpected jump in payrolls. Looking into the data, though, the leisure and hospitality sectors, which have been hardest. During the shutdown, added 1.2 million jobs. It's the largest rebound. The industry has lost 7.5. Now, you do get my abacus. 7.5 million. uh, Add back in 1.2. Six, six, six. What is that? Six. Oh, I can't do the math. Six point three. I can do the math. So, there's still 6.3 million jobs in the service industry that are like waiting. But we thought this number was going to be worse for a while, and it got better sooner. Um, I will get some more data into the jobs numbers, but I really want to see it. Like, for instance, I know we lost a lot of government jobs, but I know we added leisure and hospitality. We added education and health care. So there's, there's some data here. And April to May is what you're looking at, the short-term data, which I typically come on the air, and I say, don't look at the month-to-month. You need more smoothness and trends. But right now, I want you to look at the month-to-month. Construction jobs are coming back. Manufacturing jobs are coming back. Retail jobs are coming back. That bodes well for stocks in those sectors. That bodes well for those sectors in the S&P 500, Um, you know, there's gonna be questions on how profitable and such like that, but the month to month is is looking pretty encouraging. And that's why the market's up 858 points today, man. That's a big one. Can we hold it? You want to place a bet? The tables are closing. Tables are open. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Wall Street rally gains steam. Dow's up 900 points after a record surge in U.S. jobs. Whew. I'm going to be honest with you. It feels a bit of a relief. March was stressful. I want to do things right by you. I don't want to panic you. I don't want to. Um, hopefully, you didn't get out of the markets. It, one of the worst things I remember about seeing in 2006, 2007, 2008, our last major recession. Again, think about that. He just said two years in a row. So, oh, 06, 07, 08, right? Two years of struggle. Two years of suboptimal we had a month now again, the unemployment rate still is going is high, but it started turning It started coming back. the pendulum came back sooner than we were thinking. Um, does it show you that the system's rigged? No, it does not. It shows you that the system is not efficient, and it looks like it's rigged. There's probably some people that their instinct was I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy, 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 buy. I've said that, and I don't even practice it in like 100% efficiency. Anytime the stock market, anytime the ten-year treasury is under three and a half percent, I buy stocks. I have not changed in 20 years of doing this show. I buy stocks. If the 10-year Treasury is under 3.5, it gets a lot tougher when it goes from 2.5 to 2.6, 2.7, 2.8, 2.9, three It gets tougher as it's rising. But when it's dropping, it's easy money. I call it the money rake, patent pending, Rob Black and your money. The money rake when the 10-year Treasury is so low, I don't know if you call it a flaw. I don't know if you call it wicked capitalism. I don't know if you call it perverted. But stocks tend to do pretty well. I'm about, uh, like, here's almost a regret. I see American Airlines up 21% today. We knew airlines probably weren't going to go out of business. The question now is, did we give them too much money and we need to ask for it back because we're adding flights in the summer? And from what I'm seeing today, we're going to add more flights in the summer. And from what I'm thinking about, we're going to add more flights in in the the holiday period next year. So, the, the anecdotal evidence is we're opening up, and the stock market's telling us, now, again, maybe it gets too, a, little, a little too excited, because didn't it get a little too depressed in March? Yeah. But that jobs number is a good one. Um, how close to the reality is it? That's going to be questionable. Donald Trump's um, re-election campaign probably benefiting from any improved job numbers between here and November. But his polls right now, Biden is is doing quite well. And again, you don't want to peak too early. During the commercial break, I was talking with Mr. Producer. And it's funny he had someone recognize me through him. So he got he got found out that he works on Rob Black and your money show, and someone's like, Oh, I'm a big fan. Do you remember that awful, awful campaign? that the NFL did in the 1990s or early 2000s of I'm a big fan. So you'd watch like a 49ers game and it'd go dun, 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 dun. And they get some guy who looks like Mike Ditka and he'll flex his belly fat and go, I'm a big fan. The NFL's going to have an issue this year. Their players, um, they're kind of figuring things out. Like uh, a couple years ago when Kaepernick was taking a knee Um, trying to say no one should die in the hands of or in the custody of a cop. There's a couple situations in the last 10 years where African-Americans died in custody. Now, we could all argue the merits and the pros and the cons of if someone has a gun, do you have to shoot them? Probably. But if they're in your custody, should they die from your actions? Probably not. But again, I'm just making a vague thing there. So, NFL is going to have a big, 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 big issue. And you know Trump's going to go ballistic about it. Are players allowed to kneel or not? So in kind of an effort to say maybe we can cut this off at the pass, and we, you never cut him off at the pass. you remember the Calvary? Hey, uh, Tonto, let's uh, you know, cut him off at the pass. The train has just left the station. And they always get there too late as the train falls into the, the earth and train tracks were blown up and everyone dies. Um, A little too soon, right? Um, But, yeah, the the NFL's going to have an issue because the players have said, we want you to condemn racism. That came out last night. And now the owners are going to have to say, do we do this or not? And are you allowed to freak out if I kneel versus not kneeling or if I sit or if I put my hand on my heart or if I talk about my grandparents? So this is going to play out for a while more. And um, it will be interesting because I think – In hindsight, Colin Kaepernick really got railroaded. If you believe what we're seeing today, why are hundreds of players coming out and saying, this is messed up, and one did it? Anyway, I don't know. There's going to be movies made about this, and we'll wait for those. Uh, Okay, okay. So, as the stock market does better, it's telling us the economy is going to be doing better. Money is shifting big time into travel and leisure stocks. Big, big, big time, right? Um, Should you start taking money out of Netflix? Should you start taking money out of, you know, the DoorDashes and the Grubhubs and the should you start saying uh, the Uber Eats, maybe we will go back to restaurants and not get as much delivery? I don't think that's the case. I think delivery is here for a while. Um, again, will restaurants come back? Yes. But Americans love not cooking. So... Uh, I think that trend will still hold, but again, like Netflix, the stock you know rallied to a 52-week all high, all-time high. It was one of the darling babies of COVID. And now you're saying you think in weird and sick ways. I do, um, but I try to do it as graphically as I can and get away with it, so as you get the point. Um, how much of the trends will stick in place, and how many will go apart? So. Um, I like some of the things that we did during COVID. I like some of the social distancing. I like some of the video conferencing. I like taking care of our neighbors. There's a lot of positives come out, for sure. Anyway, we're not out of the woods yet, but the stock market is telling us we will be out of the woods in the next six months and that it'll continue to go in that direction. The Dow's up almost a thousand points, up three point seven percent, the NASDAQ up two point one, the SP five hundred up two point nine. If you look at your 401k statement at the end of the day, you should be at or near an all-time high um, if you're diversified. I'm Rob Black, talking on all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW, and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or kdow.biz. Hey, everyone. It's me, Rob Black your friend who knows a lot about Wall Street, your uncle who can give you a, a life lesson on money. This isn't that hard. The last 100 days, we have been hyper-focused on COVID-19 and health and shutdown of economies. And the data today that we saw of uh, the employment in the United States, it's, it's encouraging. March was discouraging. Oh, a lot going on. Hopefully, you're being safe and smart. And there was some pretty interesting stuff. Like, it was just announced that they're going to do a, a walk, an MLK type walk in August. And when I say they, I guess I'm saying Black Lives Matter. I guess I'm saying protest civil unrest. I don't know if it's organized or anything like that, but uh, it's kind of neat in a weird way to say that we're living in times like the 60s we needed civil unrest in 2020 we need some civil unrest there's no doubt in my mind you can't stay status quo and you can't stay in the same systems for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and not expect to see some absurd imbalances whether it be in justice or economics or you name it life has been very very good to me one of the things i decided 20 years ago i was going to start sharing some of my knowledge with you I want to be your uncle that you can come to. I want to be your friend that you can ask questions of. Everyone here should have a thought on when they retire. That's the first thing that I want you to do. Of Say you're 25 years old. Say, I want to retire at 60. Um, when I was 18, my idea on retiring was I wanted to live on a beach or near a beach and sell fruit with the woman I love. I know you're saying, are you kidding? I kind of am, but it was kind of a concept that I was thinking of. I wanted that kind of financial freedom from uh, life. I I hate paying bills. I hate mortgages. I hate that whole process in my life and budgets and stuff. But I had a goal. And then I said, okay, how am I going to get to that goal? And what do I need to fund? So I came up with that. What can derail me on the way of saving for retirement and quitting? I want it to work until 35 and then sell oranges and apples on the beach. Because have you ever been on a beach and you go, man, it would be really nice and refreshing if I have a nice chilled fruit? I've gone through that in my head. So maybe I just want to be on a beach with chilled fruit, right? Um, But what can derail that? How can I not retire at 35? Maybe I got married. Maybe I got divorced. So, I think something like a prenup is a great idea, not to screw the other person out of your wealth, but to say, okay, what did I come into this marriage with? What do I come out with? Where are we equal? Where are we not equal? What is mine? What is yours? The only thing I care about in my prenups are things like rocking chairs. And my mom had a cast iron pot, a cast iron uh, pan that she was using since she was three or four years old. And now that she's you know 85 plus, I was like, can I have that? She's not 85 plus, she's 75 plus. Um, but she looks like she's 85. Um, I was like, can I have that? So that's the kind of stuff that I think is, is smart. So what could derail you retiring at 18 on a, or at 35 on a beach? You could get married, you can get divorced, you could have kids, um, all adding to when can you retire and how much more do you need to do it comfortably? Every now and then I, I watch some videos on YouTube because that's not me. I'm not the guy who's struggling to make ends meet. And I watch a video of like a uh, cranky grandpa destroys kids Xbox. And I'm always like, the kid's like, dad, I saved a year for that. And I don't know if they're fake videos. I can't tell. They look fake. But they're always making me giggle. <laughs> like how crazy people go and destroy stuff that they shouldn't be destroying. Or maybe they shouldn't have in the first place. But what can derail you getting into retirement? What can put you in a situation where you don't have enough to make ends meet? Things like disability insurance. Do we all know one person who's been disabled? One person who, and maybe even we questioned it. Like, yeah, my cousin broke his arm and didn't go back to work for two years because it hurt. You're like, I would have gone back to work after 10 days. And we all have these kind of pit, but we all know people have lost paychecks or who have lost time in the um, investment, not in the investment, in the economic world, lost time in their job, their career, because of disability. Some of them very real. I knew one woman who, she was in her mid-20s, went on disability for a good reason and then never, ever wanted to come off of it it had afforded her enough of a life with she already had a low rent that she could almost make her bills on government assistance, state assistance and stay at home and watch TV all day and that's what she wanted to do so the system kind of like hurt her on a level because it set up a long term um, need to stay on disability versus need to advance career Um. So, what can derail things? Health insurance. If you don't have health insurance and you get in a car accident or a bicycle accident, can't work. If you don't have disability insurance to cover your wages when you're not at work, what else could do it? Life insurance, you could die. And the woman of your dreams who you're going to sell oranges and apples with on a beach, um, you know, suddenly she's financially at risk because you didn't have life insurance. Again, the only life insurance you need is term life. You don't need whole life or variable life, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. It's not that hard. I want to be the guy you come to who you can trust. When the market started going down, and this was kind of an interesting conversation I had with my producer. I said, did you learn anything in the last year? Like, if if I die right now, will you have these lessons in your head? He says, absolutely. That's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, but pressing on it a little bit more, did I think things were going to roar back like they did? I thought it'd be more moderate. Did we get a a dead cat bounce? Maybe in the jobs report, maybe we put back to work some of the lower paid employees, And that the economy still struggles at 13% and higher unemployment. It's still going to struggle at 10%. It's still going to struggle at 8%, at 7%. So maybe we got a little bit of a dead cat bounce and we go sideways for a while. I don't know. It all depends on how well we open up and don't. But I said to my producer, and he he was a little bit shocked by this, I think. I said, I have not sold an individual stock that I bought probably in three years. I've, taken, I've shaved some off the table. Um, I own too much Apple, so I have put it in place a plan to sell 5% at a regular basis. I don't consider that selling the stock because I'll, I'll still hold a position. You may go, what sold you sell the stock, Rob? Selling, selling. And I get it. I, I get that semantics do matter. Um, but I have not sold a loser. I've not said, you know, I have to get out of the stock. It, it's killing me. Um, I made a mistake. I want out. I, I don't have that. So when we went down, there was one position that I wanted to, and I talked myself out of it. Um, But I'm not big into buying and selling. If you're looking for that, wrong man to follow. One in four Americans are skipping meals or relying on food donations during the coronavirus pandemic. Whoa. Um, Millionaire, saved 70% of his income, retired at 35. You know why I don't like that story? Because a million dollars isn't a lot of money to me. And retired at 35 sounds like a nightmare because suddenly you're going on to different types of health care plans. Your job, and I've said this before, and this is just a, kind of a stupid thing to say out loud, but it shows you the idealism that you can have if you look for it. The ideal scenario would be I'm an entrepreneur and I get a lot of write-offs for my business. And I marry someone who works for a big corporation who's got great benefits. Um, that's going to be an interesting thing to come out of COVID, is will we take a 5 to 10% pay cut to work at home more? Will employers encourage it so they have less space to lease, less space to clean, less space to... Yeah, we're going to see something. some of this stuff happen. But benefits are going to be a big, interesting thing, in my opinion. This time last year, when all was good in the world, we were talking about how spoiled millennials are and how they like avocado toast and how I've given a speech to a group of millennials before that the HR pulled me aside before. And they said, you know, they really, really want sushi, but look at their benefits and tell them what they have and what, you know, make them aware, educate them, educate them on how 401ks work. And, you know, that's your job. So I've had to deal with a little bit of a mindset of millennials want six weeks of vacation a year, not two. Millennials want a better work experience, and they want to work for a company that appears to care. My generation, we just wanted a job. We wanted to get out of mom and dad's house and maybe get a, a PlayStation, a Clico Vision, a Sega Genesis. We wanted just to have a little bit of our own opinion. Millennials today, they're smarter, and they've always had a cell phone in their hand since the day they were born. So they're going to want different things coming out of COVID, maybe a cleaner office. Um, I think I told you recently that a millennial, while the big company was right-sizing or addressing layoffs and furloughs and who's coming back and what schedule is, a millennial had the cojones to ask the director this is a very rich company. Why don't you just sell something and keep us all employed? And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, if I said that to my boss, I'd be like, Oh, immediately. Uh, whether it be radio or TV boss or um, how shall we say the sugar booker, <laughs> the, the wife unit. Uh, you don't say that out loud, but millennials have the courage to say it because they think they should. And uh, it will be interesting to see what restaurants look like and what uh, healthcare benefits look like and what, Um, uh, extra perks we look for, settle for, aim for. The employment numbers, we had a massive surprise day. We added jobs in May. That's good news. I question the quality that we added back, but I'm not going to poo-poo this one. That's good news. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. This is on my Apple playlist. Missed connections. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. The markets are saying we're going to look better after COVID is behind us. Better than we were. The markets have moved that far that fast from perilous to we're in a better position. Or is this a head fake? Or is this a short squeeze? Or what is this? It's really important. that I just asked my producer. I said, we've been working together over a year. But let's just call this one crazy. Freaking fracking year. I said, will you take away any life lessons? Because I'm twice his age. Will you... Like when you're, you know, forty or thirty five, and you have a kid, and we look up and hear about the news, and hear something along the lines of, "Yeah, the ten year treasury's plummeted today from a hundred basis points all the way down to fifty basis points," and you'll go, "That's a good time to buy." Will lessons be learned? I told you yesterday, um, or was it two days ago, I got an email from someone that he was just bitter and upset and pissed because he works in the healthcare industry. How dare the stock market come all the way back? How, like I see the front lines. I see the cost. I see the death. And he's been investing in the market, and he's worth millions of dollars. And he was pissed at it. And I was like, that's a good sign. You're looking for the things that don't make sense to make sense. Wall Street's happiest or Wall Street's got the most opportunity when it's saddest. That's when you get, you know, God, every every website I go to right now is showing a cop putting his knee on the guy's neck. Like, this is nuts. Um, you can't get away from that story or the images, and you're not supposed to. Interesting twist this week. The Washington Post did a little investigating on their boss. That would never fly in my world. I don't like to be investigated. I don't want to investigate my bosses. Um, At the TV station that I work at, they're owned by a publicly traded company. And on occasion, people will walk, you know, bosses will walk into my office like, hey, how's our stock looking? I'm like, I'm not allowed to tell you. I'm I don't want to get into this in any way, shape, or form. So don't tell me anything. I don't want to tell you anything. But the Washington Post is doing a little investigation into Jeff Bezos. And what they learned is how much money does the wealthiest man in the world with a fortune of $143 billion who owns the Washington Post, how much is his charitable giving worth compared to the average person? So far, he's given $100 million to Feeding America and up to $25 million for all in Washington, a statewide relief effort in Washington. For the median American, Bezos is giving the equivalent of donating $85. His aerospace company, Blue Origin, just uh, said that they're going to make 3D face shields for the healthcare workers. So we maybe it's a little bit more. I don't know. But that's not a lot. Or is it a lot? And uh, in the end, I'm going to say it's not my money to spend. But it's interesting, right? Bill Gates and Twitter's Jack Dorsey. The Washington Post highlighted that they gave equivalently about $283. Gates gave about $283 per person. Bezos, about $85. Um, the 50 wealthiest Americans have a collected net worth of about $1.6 trillion. I love numbers. They strangely called me. 800 516 1220 to each calls on the air. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit um, about a company called Nikola. It became, the press releases started to really get out there this week. Ticker symbol NKLA. Futurist transportation company. It is a, got a market cap of about $12 billion. It's getting a lot of press. Um, Elon Musk kind of started the all-electric world and said, you know, Combustible gas companies, um, engine co- combustible engine companies, you're on target. like he gave them notice. Um, it'll be interesting, you know, obviously um, getting some competition. We've seen some companies try to compete so far with Tesla. Some of them are doing it independently, like with software for automated driving. Some of them are doing it with all electric cars. Um, none of them have worked so far on the level that Tesla's worked on. There's a car company you'll hear of on occasion out of China. They're the Tesla of China. But our government, um, Pompeo recently said, defense secretary, he goes, I'm going to probably put out a list of, you know, you can't trust Chinese accounting. I'm like, oh, why is the news always like protectionist? Why is it always like you can't trust that person over there? You can't trust the police. You can't trust that person. You can't trust why it's, it's finger pointing right now. Uh, we could trust them last year, and the year before, and the year before, but now we may not be able to trust any of these companies. Like, why did it take you that long to tell us that? So, and I think the answer is it's very political. Nikola makes trucks. The heavy-duty variety, that whole cement, that transport goods across America. The smaller heavy-duty trucks are battery-powered, like Tesla cars. Those are due to be sold around 2021. The larger semi-trucks are powered by hydrogen fuel cells, and they're due around 2023. Nicola says that they've got a $10 billion worth of order backlog already. Down the road, Nicola says, hey, we're going to need more product. We can't just be a two-product company, so we're going to get into light trucks, the kind that Ford and General Motors makes. Uh, don't think of them as pickup trucks, a little bit bigger. A fuel cell, what is a fuel cell? This is something we learned about in the 90s in the investment community. It uses chemical energy to create electrical energy using catalysts. We still haven't got it priced correctly, but the byproduct is H2O. No carbon dioxide, no greenhouse gas, uh, or no carbon dioxide, which is a greenhouse gas, uh, just water. Hydrogen is usually made by splitting water using electricity. Nikola wasn't immediately available to comment on its hydrogen creation capture technology. So there's a lot of questions here. But people are starting to say, could it be the next Tesla? Thought I'd throw it out there for you. Take symbol simple N-K-L-A. Go do your own homework. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.